Blog Talk Radio. There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't gonna be in there. But 51 percent of your prison will be black because you don't blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Black won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up. I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economic. If you, if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry, and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And, it's a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 to 13 times for at least. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money from the first floor, you buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor is then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police department. Then the fourth floor, the fourth floor then is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries, <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35 thousandths of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75 or 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't. You got about one black TV station, and you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. You can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad mouthing you. And O'Reilly, they can talk, call black folk all kind of names all day long. What are you gonna do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you don't have a, you don't have an economic base. Fifty-one percent of all the prisoners in the United States are black people. You know, even though you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, when they, when they over-incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March what? Who cares? Marching has never changed anything. What? Sheriffs are here. Why are they here? Sheriff's Department, you need to come to the door. I they see you through the window. Just answer. We just gotta explain it. We just gotta explain it. Okay. Good afternoon. Afternoon. I'm uh, Deputy Anderson with the Sheriff's Department, and uh, we're here to serve you with a court-ordered eviction. Okay. Well, so, sir, ma'am, and, uh, do you have any weapons on your body or anywhere in the house that we need to know about? No, 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 no. Uh, not Mr. Carver. Good morning, sir, ma'am. My name is Rick Carver. I'm a licensed real estate broker. Mr. Carver. Rick, hi. And uh, 
I'm very sorry to tell you that this home has been foreclosed on and officially transferred to the bank. And I'm going to need you to please vacate the premises. No, I, I understand what you're saying, Mr. Carver. And I've, 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 we've been getting our eviction notices. I was in court yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the judge informed me that I got 30 days yeah. to file for an appeal, and that's what I intend to well, do. Well, if you posted bond and you have an emergency stay signed by the judge, you're welcome to. Well, I got a question. You guys didn't get any uh, rescheduling of the what eviction date. What I received day. is a court order signed by a judge. It says you are to vacate these premises today. We were scared this of This home is owned by the bank. And today's podcast is titled, Do You Work for Your House? Or do, or do, or, or, do you work for your house or does your house work for you? That's what I've got in the, the blog talk description. I mean, the description is, do you work for your house or the polar opposite? But that's what I really meant. It was just what I, I had to shorten it for, the online thing. But do you work for your house or does your house work for you? The live stream number is 619-768-2945. Have we got anything else, boss? Next eviction is Tuesday, Natalia O'Quarry. Roger that. Take care of it, okay, Randy? Sorry. Sorry. Well, we've got a judge, Sorry. sir, Ma and a lawyer who told Sorry, us this, we can stay. Sorry. Is this your mom? Trespassing! Weapon! Sir, don't do that! Don't! Stop it! 
Put that down. Put it down now. Not gonna happen, Put sir. Put it down. Hands up. Hands up. Hands in the air. Walk out slowly. Keep your hands in the air. Keep walking. Keep walking. Stop. Turn around. Face the home. Turn around. Turn around. Now walk slowly towards the sound of my voice. Stop. Go down your knees, sir. Lie down on your stomach, sir, with your arms extended out to the side. Main sound. Anything you say can and will be used against you in court of law. Have the right to have an attorney. Have an attorney present during questioning. If you can't afford one. Okay, that's from the film 99 Homes. And once again, today's podcast, we're doing a very brief one today. Uh, It's titled, Do You Work for Your Home? Or Do You Work for Your House or the Polar Opposite? Meaning, do you work for your house or does your house work for you? Um, There's a Bible quote. Matthew six twenty four. The New Standard Version reads, No one can work for two masters. Period. Well, I read the whole thing. Matthew six twenty four. No one can work for two masters. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The New Living Translation says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. King James Version of Matthew 6.24 No one can serve two masters, For either he will hate one and love the other, and he will hold hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. That's the King James Version. Let's go to the Aramaic Version of Matthew 6.24. No one can work for two masters. For either he will hate one and will love the other, or he will honor one. Uh, and the other one, uh, other he will ignore. You cannot work for God in money. If you're on a job, if you, if you have a job, and you're working to pay the mortgage, or you're working to pay the rent, I'm here to tell you, because apparently maybe nobody told you, you've got two jobs. You have one job that you're working for the bank to keep up those mortgage payments, to keep up those rent payments for the landlord. That's one job. And then you're working your your nine to five. Now, most people are thinking the nine to five will take care. You know, I'm working for the government, or I'm working for Mister or Mrs. So and So, or I'm working for whoever. I'm using that money to pay for the rent or the mortgage payment. So I'm working for one person. 
And if your house note is low enough, that strategy could work. But many people in 2017, because you got a lot of baby boomers and a lot of Generation Xs, you've got two bosses. Like, say, if you're paying rent and a mortgage payment, matter of fact, let me read. Let me read Matthew 26. I mean, Matthew 6:24. Let me give you because I've read the internet, the new international version, the new living version and the King James Version and the Aramaic Version of Matthew 6.24. Let me read to you the, the Matthew 6.24, It's My House Version. No one can serve two masters. You will either hate one or love the other. You will be devoted to one or despise the other. You cannot serve God and the bankers. If you have a mortgage payment, You have to go to work for that banker to pay off that loan. And a lot of you got to work. You've signed on the dotted line. You're going to work for that banker for 30 years or whatever your mortgage contract says um, to pay it off. Other people are working for the banker by paying the rent because uh, your landlord is essentially might have a bank loan. And so instead of the landlord working, he lets you in, charges you rent. So you're the one going out, paying off the bank loan for somebody else. So you got two jobs, working for the banker and whatever you do, your nine to five. Now, as I said, does your house work for you or do you work? Uh, I mean, do you work for your house or does your house work for you? The name of the game, this is why we're opening up our school, should be that that you want to follow is have your house or dwelling or dwellings work for you. People get tired. Houses don't. All right. Now, yesterday I mentioned a, a friend of mine, his widow, uh, her rent um, is $1,750 a month. And we got one suggestion is A, and she's got two bedrooms. A, she could rent out one of the rooms. And, you know, help with expenses that way. Because that's 1750 that's a pretty hefty sum. Uh, or she could um, down, move completely out. Of course, she had, right, had the right people. And run out to two bedrooms, and she might be able to cover the whole thing. But that's kind of risky. And on top of that, um, a lot of people do not want to share living space with, you know, take on a, a room or a border or whatever you want to call it. A lot of people don't want to do that. Um, 
In a case like that, what I would do, and it's not the only solution because uh, there are infinite possibilities out here, is essentially get some type of passive income. It could be from an online business. Uh, you buy, or, or you, you get, I hate to use that word buy, but get a hold of another uh, property where you're not renting, and you can rent that out. Uh, bed and breakfast, uh, straight rental, whatever. There's a whole lot of ways you can do it. But when you got that kind of a heavy income, to, to get to zero, to balance it out, and then start getting ahead of the game, you're going to have to get something that works for you. It could be a website that works for you. You could be good at writing ebooks that work for you. Uh, you could be good at... Um, some type of hobby that can get that hobby working for you or, or, you know, you have a car, all right, you don't use the car on the weekends uh, or after work, maybe you can rent that car out and have that work because, like, people get tired, cars don't. You know, if you don't like anybody riding in your transporta- your personal transportation, maybe you can, uh, you know, start uh, doing stuff with uh Uber or Lyft. But the key thing is you're going to, well, because we said the, you know, is your house working for you, so let me stick to that. All right. And we'll have workshops on this, offline workshops. You're going to have to get some type of model where you can get the home or the house working for you. Because unfortunately, if you've got problems paying the rent, you've got problems paying the mortgage payment, uh, in the clips that we played from the movie uh, 99 Homes, those people didn't know they were working for two bosses, having having arguments with their spouses or anybody that might live in a household, arguing with the wrong person. They're not the enemy. It's so subtle, but you're working for two people. So on that note, uh, we'll let you, you know, when we're going to have these workshops on how to put your house to work for yourself and not you work for the house. On that note, everyone have a good rest of the weekend.